and welcome to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast set in my homebrew world of Calendars, my being me, being Carla, your GM. And around the table, I have my amazing players with me, and they're going to introduce themselves, starting over here. Hi, my name is Nicole, and I play the character Darby. I'm Wednesday, and I play Santillarian. And I'm Kirsten, and I play Oriole. So this week, we are going to continue our break between season two and season three and we're going to do it through our mailbag episode so the school of b-walk now delivering mail we also were came back from comic-con about a month ago so we're also going to discuss a little bit about that because we ran the role-playing section there at comic-con africa and then we also have some shout outs to say thanks to some amazing fans who've been around and who've had amazing life-changing events and just general Generalness. We got a mail from, uh, and if I slaughter everyone's names, I'm super sorry. No, I think your goal should be to slaughter everyone's names as much as possible. Is it? I don't think Maya Desrostes will be super stoked with that. <laughs> but I, for real, I think her name's, uh, well, no, I'm, her name is, it's the surname that's the kicker. But uh, it's Maya Desrostes, I think, uh, from Canada. And I see you on, on, on the Instagrams all the time while you're editing your, your house pictures and things like that. Uh, so, yes, Maya is a real estate agent. So if you live in Canada, she's pretty cool. I can vouch for her. <laughs> what? Also, I think you might need to narrow it down to the neighborhood that she deals with. Guys, no, I'm not just buy houses in Canada. 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 Also, her name sounds people. like super fancy. What, Canadia? No, her name. Oh, her name's Maya, beautiful. What's, what's, what's this her name? Derosia's, I think. Maya Derosia. Uh, She's that not from good Mexico. As well. <laughs> Maybe she is. Okay, but this is actually not to do, ask for us to discuss you. It's to discuss the question you sent. She says, hello, ladies. First off, love the podcast. Aww. Um, it's so nice hearing of other amazing women in tabletop. That's That's amazing. Uh, your podcast is my favorite one to listen to while I work. We're so glad. Thank you. So my friends and I are playing a D&D campaign and I feel we're stuck in a sort of cruel rut. My boyfriend plays as a chaotic, neutral rogue assassin with a questionable background, questionable motives and questionable actions. All around a very fun character. However, since all the rest of us are good alignment, the other players are having issues trusting said rogue to the point where it's getting a bit mean. I'm trying to use my character's chaotic good alignment to help allow the rogue to continue with the actions he deems appropriate, even helping him along with some sneaky stuff. But it's been tricky getting the others to follow suit. Any advice? Come, guys, you deal with a chaotic yeah. neutral rogue all the time. Oh, God. Having them related to you is really interesting <laughs> dynamic. Uh, all okay. of a sudden, your GM says, you didn't know you it, but you're all you're related. Cousins. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So for me, chaotic neutral has been a favorite alignment of mine, even though Oriole is, she plays um, chaotic good for the most part. I play a lot of other characters that all lend to the chaotic neutral stuff. But I think... The best way to do it may be to just have a chat with the other players and say, we want to kind of help this dynamic not go to a bullying kind of front where if it is getting a bit mean, maybe it's a point of sitting down with the players and having this discussion of, yes, this player is a a different alignment to you, but lawful good can also mean not 
judgy in that kind of way. So there's a difference between a character being judgy and a player being judgy of the other player's choices. So you can still do questionable things as a, as a lawful good alignment because a chaotic neutral has thrown you into that situation. And then it's about finding those interesting ways of working together. Yeah, and I think it's also uh, really important that, and I, I think everyone forgets it sometimes when they're so focused on playing their own characters that they forget, you know, you're in a group and depending on your story, nine times out of 10, you've been in that adventuring party for a while. And so, yes, it's it's like real life. Yes, you have that one friend who, when they're drunk, gets a little bit weird and you're like, oh gosh, really, Carla, why are you doing that? Why do you always fight? do that? But Carla's that weird friend? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> but you're still their friend and you're still there for them. So, you know, as much as the alignments might be different and all that, you are a party and you are working together to achieve um goals and you've been traveling together for a long time and so you should give the space to each other to play within those characters but still to support each other's um ideas and and motives that being said he must also take into account how he frames things so if he knows collar's a goody two-shoes and she's not going to want to sneak into the bard's house you must make up a different reason for wanting to do that so he might have to create he must help himself as well. So say, knock her up to Wednesday and be like, hey, Wednesday, let's sneak into Carla's house. And Wednesday's going to be like, no, I don't want to sneak in. Why would I, Why I, would I do, do that? that? <laughs> but you can say, you know, I think Carla's up to something. Let's go investigate. And then you lean on and we- oh, look, the window's open. Uh, and then, I'm oh, I'm already inside. It's too late now. <laughs> and then everyone just goes. Oh, guys, help. I'm trapped inside this house that my mistake fell into. Yeah. Uh, I was <laughs> leaning on a door and now I'm stuck inside. Yeah. That I kind of picked the lock. But that's beside the point. <laughs> they don't need to know that. In game. It's, it's knowing that you're part of a party and that you're there to help each other achieve goals. So the rest of the party needs to be there to help him, but his character also needs to support frame it. Yeah, frame it in a way that will make the other characters want to help him. Yeah. I just find it always much more interesting when a party is of many different uh, alignments because if everyone is lawful good, everyone's going to do the right thing the whole time and then you don't get the crazy rogues of the world who then go and try and seduce everyone in their path. (laughs) Look, I don't try and seduce everyone. I do seduce everyone. Correction. I do seduce everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think also some people think of lawful good as it is just those uh, really righteous and good people. But you can – if your frame of reference is that the good of – you know what's a very good example – and potentially there's spoilers in here, but in Kingsman, all the villains in Kingsman are essentially lawful good, especially in the mm. first first Kingsman, and he's the villain. So it's just what you believe is right and what your god, if you have a god in the setting, believes is right, if that's what you frame as lawful good, if that's breaking into every house you see, that's fine. <laughs> You know. Whatever is your way, people. Whatever is your way. Yeah. So I think, in essence, just chat to them and chat to the other players and say, look, we are a party. We are here to uh, support each other. And, 
you know, chaotic, neutral characters make things a lot of fun, I think. So I hope that does answer your question. I know it's a bit airy-fairy of like, talk to your mates and make it, uh, make a plan. But I think it's always, how do you build a character that is something you want to play by yourself, but that plays well in a group? Mm. Yeah. So get him to f- start framing his actions better, more understandably to the other characters. And that get the would, other characters that to support him more. they would buy into that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're also going to ask, how was everyone's Comic-Con? Because we were at Comic-Con Africa and we met, got to meet a lot of cool people who came up, say, said hi. Uh, we also actually were role-playing with Zeba Shu from The Animated Spellbook uh, on Yay! YouTube. He's super cool and super rad. And he ran uh, adventures that he actually does animated shorts on, on his... Um, channel so do go look at his channel and hey z if um, you're listening <laughs> of course z is listening even if you're not they don't know that <laughs> <laughs> so uh how was everyone's comic con hot it was it was very oh my gosh guys i got lost <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing um yeah, it was it was amazing. It was uh, yeah, I was very new to everything. So for me it was just like it was just so cool, guys. I was and I mean I went with my brother and then obviously I was doing um you know we're doing a lot of uh, social media stuff, but I think overall just like watching I got to see so many interesting people and then everyone was like dressed up so nicely. I felt very underdressed, I'm not going to lie. I was there in my skirt and my vest and everyone was like, there was this girl who was wearing, um, I think she just had paint on her body. I don't oh, know if you guys spray saw her. painted people. Yeah, but she, so I'm pretty sure she was fully nude, but she was just spray painted. Yeah, overall for me, it was just an amazing experience and I got to see you guys role playing. Mm-hmm. Which is great. You guys did me proud there. <laughs> um, I got to hear some interesting talks. Um, guys, the food was great. Ooh. The food was the good. The food was good. And you know how much I love food as well. <laughs> but yeah, guys, I, th- I would definitely go to the next Comic Con. And that's coming from someone who is very much not in the geek world, if that makes sense. So yeah. I had fun. And for you, Wednesday? I don't know. Like a hundred years ago, I went to Comic-Con in London. And let me tell you, Comic-Con Africa was, excuse my language, fucking amazing. It had absolutely everything it needed to have. And I mean, I didn't get to see everything because I was running role-playing games. And Mm -hmm. that was my priority. But from what I did see, I really thought it was a fantastic event. Like it catered to absolutely everything you could think of in the geek sphere. um, As well as a whole lot of other stuff on top. So like for Nicole, the food. I literally spent two hours searching for the ice cream van. Like oh. that's that's how much I wanted the ice cream, and yeah, because we were, we are in Africa, it was it was bloody hot, and uh, that's probably the last time I decided to wear a full latex suit in yeah. summer. Yeah. By the uh, way, she looked smoking, guys. That and literally this is smoking why Darby, as well. Yeah. This is why I, Darby I fell in love. Baby powder every time. Yeah, yeah. So I needed I needed baby powder friend. Um, <laughs> baby powder friends here for you when you need to be baby powdered. <laughs> Yeah, so it was, it was a fantastic event and I'm looking forward to the next one next year. I also, once upon a time, I've been to a London Comic-Con. I was alone when I went mm. there and London Comic-Con for me was amazing. It was in such a huge venue and it was so well organized. But 
Yeah, I think with for the fact that it was our first Comic Con in Africa ever. Am I saying that correctly? Mm-hmm. That's a right claim. Yes, in Africa ever. Yeah. Um, they really hit all the like main things that we wanted to see. We got celebrities, and even though we had the dropouts of like Jason Momoa and Anthony Makovich. <laughs> No, <laughs> Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, sorry. As he's known in Russia as Anthony <laughs> Mackovich. Anthony Mackie, sorry. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. And I love Anthony Mackie. In my Why mind, I'm going to call him my Anthony Mackovich is... now every time I see him. <laughs> Anthony Mackovich. From Russia. Yes, back with love. <laughs> anyway, the fact that we had those dropouts due to filming and uh, weather. A hurricane, yeah. Yeah. Um, I still think it was so... So much fun and everyone got into the spirit of things. Like every stall, whether it was a food stall or a gaming stall or a stall that was kind of in the geek sphere but just trying to reach out to that kind of geek audience, they all came to the bandwagon. So, for example, I know the ice cream stand that Wednesday was hunting after, all the ice creams are named after geek things. Oh, that's cool. It was extremely hot, but it was so wonderful to see everyone come out and just have the most amazing attitude of, yes, we're here, we will dress up, it'll be amazing, it'll be freaking hot, but like they wanted to see everything and and experience everything. And yes, we didn't get to experience a lot of it. And I was also very grateful that we actually had a section to go and hide in from all the people because it was a lot. But... Just running, I mean, this was my first time ever professionally GMing. Yeah. And I've in, I like, I never thought I would enjoy the experience as much as I actually did. Like, it surprised even me. I really had a good time. Uh, I unfortunately didn't get to see much because I was running the role playing area. I also was on panels and then I also help out my, my partner at his stall sometimes so that he can go like to the bathroom and stuff. Also, what <laughs> panels did you run for our lovely listeners? On the Friday, I ran a panel on YouTube. I think I also ran a panel on YouTube on Saturday and then on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, uh, me and Z ran a collabinal. We call it a collabinal. On Roleplaying 101, uh, we called it a collabinal because day one, we were like, okay, we're going to discuss Roleplaying 101. Who has, here has never Roleplayed before? Thinking it would be everyone. Everyone in the room has, was like, no, we're pros. So we sort of made it up as we went along and had a lot of input from the audience and really cool tips and tricks that the audience threw. So like one that was quite cool, the GM said he made his characters in character, they each had jobs. So one would be like the cartographer and one would be the, the script taker. And so he didn't need to keep his notes as as defined because the players needed to do it. So if they went somewhere, the cartographer had to map it out. And I was like, oh, that's quite clever. That is I quite see what smart. you've done there. Um, so yeah, we had don't a call. ask Nicole to do a map. Please don't, don't ask Nicole to do Unless you want to go find donuts. <laughs> It'll be a circular map with this hole in the middle. middle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we did panels uh, and then just checked on the tables and prepped all the games every morning. And uh, 
we did so well that after day one, we actually had to add a table. So I really, to be honest, I truly thought maybe we'd get one person, one table a session. We had three, three planned, but I was like, maybe we'll get one session. That's one table that's full. And um, that'll be cool because I mean, there's so much to do at Comic-Con. I didn't think people might would want to sit for so long. And also, you know, it was open to a lot of general population so people who aren't the biggest geeks and i thought mm. you know maybe they're not going to want to spend three hours trying to see what dnd is like but i was wrong i was so, so wrong, wrong. <laughs> uh, our tables were always full we had to add another table the next day and our newbie game so we ran a newbie session every every session and that was always full sometimes we had seven people sitting there because we had the most amazing volunteer being the uh yeah, information, bouncer, everything. She was amazing. She knew nothing about D&D day one. After that, she was like, yeah. And, and she was she was selling those tables. People were sitting. I do know that she did, knew nothing about D&D when she came to me. And she's like, I've put, got eight players on the table. Do you think that's too much? I'm like, um, yeah, maybe it's a bit much, especially considering it's supposed to be a three-hour session. But yeah, we're going to have to split that day. <laughs> but Shame. yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, it was just... Super busy from my side. Very, very hot. Yeah, our, our area was cool. Mm. Um, Compared to everywhere else, yes. Yeah. yeah. We, did, we did get a mail. Um, I can't remember who sent it, but I did see it uh, saying that they wanted to play, but then they saw that because it was in, in, in an open area, the sound was quite hard. We're trying to get a better spot next year. Because also we're one of the first Comic-Cons to actually have a role-playing section. So they didn't know uh, how well it would work or if it it would would work. work. So, yeah, it was cool. So favorite moments. Favorite moments for me was watching people outside. You know those, you know, you know, like, okay, obviously it's role-playing, but like with the hammers and the swords. Live action role-playing. Yeah, like live action. I was like. It's called LARPing. I was like, this shit is interesting. <laughs> it was so, guys, it was so funny though, because I was just like, these people are smacking each other and they're like smacking each other hard, guys. It was, yeah, that was definitely a favorite. Another favorite of mine was, so I've always wanted contacts, mm-hmm. especially when you like watch like, you know, people like um, when when they came dressed up, everyone had like different colored contacts. And I'm like, your eyes look so cool. So I, did, I went and I got myself a pair. Cool. I don't know how to put them on. Less cool. <laughs> Working on it. You put your finger in your eye. Yeah, so I, I feel I, like so that's I got, not scientifically so I got, accurate. I got one in and then I couldn't take it out. So oh, I decided not to put that on. Yeah, long story, guys. A worry so, for you. I'll was, teach you. I'll teach you. That was another favorite. Um, and then I also won a badge. No. Nice. Yay. So For what? Not too sure, but I won a badge. Okay. But she's a winner. And then, guys, there was a fear factor section happening. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, with the zombies. Um, no, 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 with the tarantulas the and that the cockroaches. The and the snakes. So, um, and I actually saw on Instagram, um, someone that I know, she put her head in and then they like threw cockroaches. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hissing cockroaches. Yeah, so um, that was also a favorite. And then obviously the food, guys. The food was the <laughs> So food nice was you mentioned it twice. And I think also just the fact that I saw all of you guys there, that was great. I scored high on my stealth roll. I didn't manage to see you. I know, but... Oh, wow, Carla, that's yeah. an achievement. I'm, I'm the worst. But... I saw you on the Instagram. Exactly, that's on how I saw Instagram. you. On Instagram. 
Yeah. There we go. Follow us on Instagram and that's where you'll be sure you see us. <laughs> and also we got a lot of followers as well just from Comic-Con itself. So yeah. that was great. That's cool. Hello to all our new followers. We love you. And our old followers, just all our followers. Yes, genuinely. all our followers. We love you all. We love you all. Uh, favorite moments? For me, it was actually the artist alley. Um, so I was pretty excited that I wasn't particularly interested in the celebrities or anything. And then I realized they hid them away outside in these giant marquees. And I was like, that's amazing because now it means everybody's focused on the artists. Like, and most of the people that came through were locals and also the local small businesses who were pushing their sort of geeky goods. And I thought that that was actually the best thing about Comic-Con for me. Mm. Other stuff, I really love the fact that people went all out. So even if you weren't a cosplayer, you got dressed up anyway. There were whole families that came as the Avengers, like three generations worth of family. It was really awesome just to see people like all dressed up. It was really great. Batman in the full armor, very cool. I don't like Batman at all, but that was very cool. Uh, you mm, probably were dying Arkham inside. Um, and the person that, uh, I think they won the cosplay competition, the dude who dressed up as the Predator. I'm oh, not 100% yeah, certain. That was really good. That was a very cool costume. Very, yeah. very cool. Um, so that was me. Favorite moments my side were probably... From the role-playing section, actually, I think the fact that these were the first games I was GMing to people who weren't my friends <laughs> and aren't forced to like me. And the oh. fact that I also got a GM for Z, even though he had to leave early. It, To be fair, I did not know. I had not a cooking clue who Z was at the time. So I was like, hey, this guy. Okay, cool, whatever. Like... <laughs> But for me, my, my absolute highlight were my new little ducklings who came in and started playing the Dread module that I was running with no previous role-playing experience at all. So I had for both the games that I, I ran, I had at least one new person in each game who was like completely new. That's amazing. And they just jumped into it so well and even though majority of the people hadn't played Dre before, like there were one or two guys who had, they all absolutely loved it and completely jumped straight in. And if I'm going to do horror, it's going to be like a comedy horror. I can't really do like serious tension super well. So I feel like everybody kind of bought the way that I was running that Dread, that dread module and, and really enjoyed it. I've never felt like a mother duck with all my little ducklings that I got something very protective and proud of all at the same time. And just the fact the other massive highlight was um, how many people signed up to role play with us outside of Comic-Con. So people who wanted to be contacted by us, who wanted to play a game, even though they couldn't at the moment or didn't have tickets for the next day, put their email down and their contact details saying, we're super keen, please let us know. And we want to come through and join. And just like seeing that genuine interest and curiosity, it's, it's very heartwarming. And Sue. Sue was another highlight. I yeah, love Sue. She was so cool. Love you, Sue. Yeah, so we are making a mailing list. Uh, we're having a, I'm having a bit of a Comic-Con come down, so I'm still taking, getting through it, but I have made the mailing list. So you will get a mail. <laughs> if you're like, Eventually. It, it will happen. It will happen for sure. Yeah, I think the whole role-playing section was just generally a highlight. It was so awesome to see so many people engaged. I was so 
impressed that we had to have four tables and you know also that list was huge and sue was amazing it was really cool for me uh having z there and having z on the panel i remember the one panel we walked into um and the guy preparing it, he's like, here you go, here's, here's the clicker. And he's like, uh, are you the artist, he says to Z. So because Z does animation, Z's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then and then he comes back and he's like, are you going to want to like display any of your art? And then me and Z look at each other and we look at the panel room, which is like quite full. So we're like, I say to Z, do you think they're here for the right panel? Are we <laughs> in the right place? And he's like, I don't know. So we turn to the audience and we say, are you guys here for the role playing 101 panel? And and then he they all said yes, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> Someone noticed me uh, from Bacon Battalion days. Simone, she came. You were awesome. Uh, you were a ha- best moment for me. It's really cool. So if you ever do see us and you do listen to Dum Dum Dia, please come say hi. I'll probably be more excited than you will, but you know, <laughs> do it for me. <laughs> and it was cool to see the role players' faces as they joined in everyone's games and you know it was really cool for the one uh, gamer he was like okay i'll sign up and then he sat down and z sat down and he didn't know who z was but he loves z's channel and z started the adventure which he's written a uh, he ran an adventure that he's talked about on his channel and then this guy's face just went from like closed eyes to cool. I'm excited to play to widest eyes I've ever seen. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> just be like, wow. Hey, man, oh, it's my God. you. That is so, so amazing. It, it was really, really cool. So I think for role-playing, I think Comic-Con was a win. was a win for everybody. That was cool. That's amazing. So now I'd like to know your player character creation tips so what how do you make a character what do you think makes really cool characters uh just maybe like two quick tips that you have um i focus a lot on depth and creating real characters so for me my first focus is uh, personality and backstory so when i create a character it's it's a serious thing i don't mess around i put 100 percent in probably don't take my advice unless you want to spend like three hours creating a character at least, and that's just minimal. And it's only that quick because I have a huge imagination. <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, uh, and and uh, you, Um, For me, I think my one tip would be just kind of taking one trait from, like, you as an individual and then putting it into your character. I didn't realize that until I was, like... In like, it. like way in it, <laughs> like after a good few episodes and I'm like, ah, oh, now it makes sense. But yeah, then it kind of hit me then. But um, I think that would be my one tip is maybe just taking one character trait that you like about yourself and just kind of incorporating it into your character. And then I think from there, everything just kind of builds itself. So for me, I go about creating my characters by finding an interesting race so even though I'm more drawn to the elven things, elven races, because of all the sub-races I find very interesting and very nuanced, yeah, find a race and then look at the other races and go, I wonder what it would be like to play this thing. Even if you're not 100% interested in it, give it a try. Because I've done that before where I honestly have no interest in like dwarves and I ended up playing a dwarf the other day and I actually really enjoyed playing it and you actually surprise yourself by going oh my god I want to be the pretty elf but maybe I should actually try 
a dragonborn. That sounds cool too. And you actually, you discover different parts of your role-playing personality that you wouldn't have found before if you didn't. So like, Basically, what I'm trying to say is the random generator for characters is actually your friend. <laughs> Try out a couple of different ones before you settle into something for a year or two long campaign because you will surprise yourself on actually the traits and features of those races and classes that you didn't expect that you would get to have before. And even in my other campaign, it's why I love playing Oriole so much because I've never kind of been really drawn to the half elf half human side of it because I'm like human meh I'm a human (laughs) sort of (laughs) like maybe on Sundays I'm a mermaid but like I didn't expect to play it and then when Wednesday came up with oh I want to be this amazing rogue for me the idea I had was I want to be a wild sorcerer and I didn't know what race it was going to be and I pondered for a long time and then when Wednesday said she was going to be a rogue, a half elf, then I was like, actually, I feel like we could have an amazing dynamic if we were related. So that's the reason why I chose half elf, because I wanted to play that kind of relationship with Wednesday. Um, and it's worked out so well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't be afraid to try things that even if you think you might not like now, you may discover things that you actually really like about it that you weren't expecting. I think all of those are are really great. I love the, have a really strong backstory. Uh, I like that. Put a little bit of yourself into it. And I like playing random, play random and see what you like. Cause you don't know. I would add, and this might be anathema to some people, but I, I actually don't believe in alignment. I think it's a, it's a nice starting point. It helps you frame where you're going to sit. So you'll, you'll notice I'll never change your alignment. Uh, is that up to the GM to change an alignment? Though? The GM changes your alignment. So oh, okay. I've always changed my own alignment. I was like, Thomas, uh, I'm I'm chaotic neutral now. Okay, please just don't that down. Yeah, well, I mean, the GM allowed it. Mm. I but thought that yeah. was there. <laughs> yeah, usually the GM will, will say to you, oh, you've, you've murdered too many people. You are no way is lawful good. Because for some it, characters, uh, it's actually a detriment if you follow the, the core rulebook uh, mm. quite closely. So if you're playing a cleric, some you can't play a cleric if you're, uh, what, if you're chaotic, yeah. evil, or... Yeah, I just believe that alignment's such a fluid thing that as your character grows, your alignments may change according to what happens to them. But that's why I don't play with alignment myself. So I'm like, I'll write down that I'm lawful good and that'll be my starting point and then I'll forget it exists. Yeah. After I've played a few times and it'll go as my character goes and I just won't write down what it is (laughs) later. Guys, Darby was a neutral good. I yeah, didn't know I that. Yeah, I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe chaotic. I just thought he was chaotic, <laughs> but... He's, yeah, he is chaotic. A little bit he is chaotic. chaotic. Yeah. In the beginning, it was neutral. Yeah, I can feel that. Dobby's like a hot mess, man. Yeah. yeah. As long um, as you use the word hot in there. <laughs> that's fine. I'm happy. I feel like Darby's alignment is hot mess. Hot yeah. mess. Chaotic hot mess. Chaotic hot mess. Chaotic mess. Hot. And then I would also say, you know, play your numbers for a reason. So I know sometimes when people have like really low constitution, they'll roll and they'll just be like, Oh, my constitution sucks. But why? So what, what part of, can you bring into your character? So for example, uh, I'm playing a, 
a high elf monk in a game and like her con is con was her dump stat. I was like, lols eight. <laughs> it's bad. And then the, my reasoning is I'm like, she was very high born. People were always there to protect her. So she didn't need so she to. She never actually had to find herself. Yeah. She never had to defend herself. And I'm like, she's also super quick. So she's just like, no one will ever hit me. So it'll be fine. <laughs> I don't need to work out. She's just like, I'm going to punch you super fast and run away. And so that's, that's part of her funny. characteristic. She hides behind everyone, sneaks, jumps, punch, punch, punch. And yeah. then like, protect me <laughs> I think she's like cool 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 it, but cool, I think cool. it's also that's very much from our drama days pick the fatal flaw for your character and work with it like from our drama things always mm-hmm. if you have a character that you like what is their fatal flaw and that's what makes them special and I think if you can find a cool fatal flaw for your character like Darby's weakness for all things fabulous mm-hmm. fatal flaw <laughs> Darby's the amount of times that's Nicole's gotten Darby yeah. into trouble is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, just uh, have fun and, and try different things. And if you're not having fun at your table, and I think this is something that came up in uh, ZMind's talks uh, basically every day, if you're not having fun at the table, maybe try a new table. Because it might not be that you don't like Dungeons & Dragons. It might not be that you don't like whatever system you're playing. It's... It could be the the table's not for you. So are the, is your table too focused on combat and too focused on numbers and mm. you really want to role play? Or is your table, like our table, very focused on role play and you're just like, I just want to roll dice. I mean, I like min-max this character. It is optimum. And you're looking <laughs> at optimized. optimized. Optimized prime. And then you're looking at Darby, who's a half-orc wizard, and you're like, why? Why would you ever choose that? Ever. The logic is undeniable. <laughs> I think what's so great about our group though is we all focus on like pretty much the same things within like I think for different episodes. Mm-hmm. So like when we know it's a really hectic um part and we know we need to roll really well so we don't die, we're all like, okay guys, roll properly, roll properly. <laughs> Pep you know? talk the dice. Yeah. And then so I think yeah, I think what you're saying is great. Like Maybe it's the table. Yeah. yeah. Or like for, well, I was going to say maybe it's the system, but Wednesday's having fun and she yeah. hates d No, I hate d So guys, group dynamic is what makes long-term campaigning possible. Mm, if you don't 100%. have a good group dynamic, you're playing with the wrong people. Yeah, because I mean, you're also going to see those people semi-regularly and... Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but we don't sit down and play immediately. And no, honestly speaking, a lot. if you don't get someone who makes you apple muffins, they're yeah. not for you. Yeah, Wednesday made us apple muffins. Definitely not for you. Uh, I'm sorry, they were apple and banana muffins. Sorry, I only have an apple one so far. You guys are ruining my image. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sorry, sexy rogue, sexy rogue, sexy, sexy rogue. rogue. So there's steamy muffins. In the muffins. kitchen, that's even sexier though, hey? Come on now, come on now. Steamy muffins. Steamy muffins. <laughs> so I think that actually brings us quite well to uh, nearing the end of this, but it's been over a year. Can you believe it? Thoughts, feelings, emotions. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Wednesday's literally recoiling in her <laughs> seat. <laughs> okay, well, no, maybe, uh, maybe not thoughts, feelings, emotions, but uh, how, how do you feel about your character? How do you feel about the game? And what can we expect to see in season three? Aside from the fact that you've leveled up 
Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. That's our level up dance. Thank oh, you. so, so yummy. <laughs> Wednesday's sure. like, what did I get myself into? Yeah, every day. Like, I don't think this table is for yeah. me anymore. <laughs> oh, God. She's biting a nap. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's legitimately the face of, why is this my life? Yeah. You know, when you, like, put your head down, close your eyes and shake your head in disappointment. No, it's literally the monkey covering his eyes emoticon. <laughs> <laughs> Or the lady, you know, where she's just like... The face mm-hmm. problem lady. Yeah, like the face problem. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, uh, once again, after a year, I have to remind you, this is for for boys. So please explain what you are doing with your body. <laughs> I said the monkey covering no. his eyes. And I did like, <laughs> was like, like touching her head and being like, it's that thing. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. Okay, so feelings, touchy-feely feelings of the past year. Okay, I'm going to do like highlight, low light. For me, a highlight has been like just meeting with you guys every week, even if we've had the cuckest day mm-hmm. ever, like where we've all been going through the most and mm-hmm. our bosses have been turds and our friends have been turds, our families like... Turdy. <laughs> Half dying and <laughs> everything. Um, we've always kind of been there and every time I sit down at the table, even if I don't feel like playing, by the end of the, the session I'm like, yes, the things, I feel invigorated, let's take over the world, pinky and the brain style, which is for me is the most amazing feeling. I feel so enriched by playing with you guys each week. And low light... Probably a challenge for me is trying to find the seat of what Oriole actually is as a character. Even though I love the fact that she's a wild sorcerer, I often forget to roll my, my wild magic. And then you'll probably hear me rolling it like five times because I've cast five spells that I've forgotten to see if anything happens. And I think for me, at least as a player, is that I, I almost wish I had more opportunities that the wild magic would actually bring itself out because I've built so much of a character around that the fact that her her magic is so chaotic and and um explodes every now and then according to what if she's too emotional, if something scared her, if it's like it's like a knee-jerk instinct reaction. And I've found that with the system and the way that the wild magic works, I don't get that as often. And for me, it's then it's more of like a celebration of, yay, I finally got wild magic instead of, oh, no, crap, we've like been put into the situation because I've turned into a gelatinous cube or something like that, which was more of how I built her and versus what we've been playing. I haven't been able to play that side as much. And I feel like as a character, even as we've been leveling up, I wanted her to start as like this chaotic person that like if you told her to do a spell, it wasn't going to happen and something else would happen that wasn't intended. And for me, that's kind of been a challenge because it's trying to find what is her story. And I think especially when it comes to the character episodes that are coming up, I'm trying to figure out how to bring that out in a way that makes sense now that you can buy that was her backstory then. So the fact that her professor is a plant, I mean, you haven't seen so much of her magic going that awry that you 
that me as a player right now, I could buy that she by mistake turned a professor into a pot plant. Yeah, I think just trying to find that mechanic to work for me as a player to kind of help fit the character story a little bit more. I think that's been a low light. Well, it's something we can work on for season three. Yes. And then things I'm looking forward to for season three is, um, hmm, with you, Carla, like we sit in a lot of confusion. (laughs) That's okay. That and I also, two. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But it's a thing. It's a thing, yeah. So as a player, I trust you completely that, like, I don't know what the F is going on right now, but something's happening and we're dealing with it. So, like, for example, and spoilers, if you haven't listened to the end of season two, why are you listening to this? <laughs> also, we love you. Please go back and listen. Like, when we were stuck in the pocket dimension with the creature that we have not named I think on the podcast for me cool things like that I think I look forward to kind of maybe learning a little bit more about the things because I I'd love to know like what's from the book and what's magically made from Carla's head and like how you <laughs> because it's true like Carla adapts those yeah, monsters look- she doesn't just take the monster as is so it's like for me I don't know just from a listener's point of view I look forward to like saying what is Carla cooked up and taken this monster and added all these cool things to Carla's make her kitchen. story magical? Yes, Carla's I want to see Carla's kitchen. Yeah, she ain't cooking I'm muffins. Actually, I'm trying to think. I think the only monsters or villains that have had the power set that they come with in the book or have been described as they are in the book was it the sheep? Oh, but we didn't play the sheep on the podcast. Oh, that's true. Was it the mistress? Um, no, I think the no, mistress. No, I gave her special it. powers. Uh, it was Jeremy. Jeremy. Was it Jeremy? The Zorn. Yeah. yeah, no, so the Zorn was, was legit from the book. The dragon turtle was from the book. Mm. And the King Koo were kind of from the book. Yeah, but I know you adapted them to have these amazing metal wings and yes, everything. Yeah. So, what so about like, the rats? I like, I like seeing <laughs> the rats. The rabbits. The rabbits. They were dire rabbits. Okay. Everything, everything in D&D yeah. is just dire. <laughs> so, like, for me, I think I look forward to more of that in season three is, like, seeing how you're taking the materials that you're getting and how you kind of alter that to be these wonderful magical things that we get to play with. I think it's very inspiring to like future DM Kirsten. Ah, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm glad. Because I watch you. <laughs> okay, that's not weird at all <laughs> with those eyes. I'm trying to learn <laughs> as yeah. much as I can from being your player. And it's single white female style. Yeah, <laughs> single white female style. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So now that I've kicked everyone out, <laughs> that's my three. I like it. I think. I think. Yeah. Let's do that. Highlight, low light, and what are you? What are you ready for next season? Okay. So for me, um, not to ruin my super emo goth self image. Um, <laughs> Too late. Thanks, guys. You're so welcome. <laughs> um, this has been like a really great, like more than a year for me. Like the opportunity to play. So even though I really don't like D and um, I'm having a lot of fun. So I'm super looking forward to continuing this campaign. Sort of like, I don't know if it's a bad thing because for me, role-playing is a lifestyle. So I don't know, you take the bad with the good. Um, but Xantalarian is 
growing up. And it's rather unfortunate because he's kind of realizing he can't run away from everything anymore and eventually he's going to have to stop and face shit. Hopefully that doesn't happen for a very long time. <laughs> but yeah, but we've had uh, quite a few sort of close calls with him. I think he's been quite shaken quite a few times, uh, especially in the last season. So yeah, so as I said, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So in the next season, I'm just looking forward to seeing what Carla throws at us. It's always the thing. I love it, by the way, being confused all the time. <laughs> then I don't really need to separate player from character knowledge because I'm just like, oh, I can just role play. I don't have to, I don't have to think about it. <laughs> That's so true. Shame. I do feel, though, that Carla gives us so many hints of like, this is the hint. And we're like, I know it's the hint. I still don't understand. <laughs> it's like, you, you could say it louder and slower. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah. No, but sometimes the hint doesn't fit in with your character. That's no, so, it's true. So that's it's the whole true. thing. So, I mean, there were times when Zantelera knew shit and he was just like, actually, his character would not reveal. And then mm. there were other times where he knew shit and it was like his character would be straight up being like, okay. Like that time when you said I did that stupid thing that got us caught in the pocket dimension. I did not do that stupid thing. I did that necessary thing that got us caught in the pocket dimension. You mean trying to stab the administrator? Yeah. If I hadn't done that, we wouldn't know shit, guys. Just by the way, I feel like Darby would have been okay with that. Get information. <laughs> Darby would have been okay with that. Yeah, probably yeah. if Darby was awake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Darby was awake and not knocked out. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so for me, let's start with. Um, okay, so low light for me is. I feel like it could be the highlight and the low. I think it's like the same thing for me. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. So. That's just a sword. And I think yeah. I can- <laughs> <laughs> I was literally thinking, but don't both sides cut you? <laughs> it's double-edged on the, on the hilt and on the top. Uh, <laughs> it's not on the sides. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, What's the saying? Sorry, now I'm confused. What's it? It's the double-edged I'm sure it's a double-edged blade. sword. Or double-edged blade. How did Milo get in? Oh, the the door's open. Oh, okay. Also, right. I look forward to D&D cat rolling good dice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't know. I think it's the same thing. Um, but And I keep mentioning this all the time, but because I was so new to this, I had no idea what I was doing. So, Neither did we. No, but I'm like, because I never played it before. And then obviously, like, I met you guys for the first time. I knew Cursed before that. But when you're so, like, new to an environment, especially, like, if I knew how to play the game and then I'd met you guys first, it'd be so much easier. But I was like, shit, this is very scary. I don't know what to do. But, um, yeah, so that would be the low light, like, just not having a clue of what I was doing at all. Mm. Okay, maybe it's not the same thing. But that's also a highlight because then with that, it kind of taught me a lot. But I completely agree with what Kirst was saying. I think, like, one of the best things about our group in particular is that we could be having the crappiest days and like I think we're all each other's support system in our own ways and I think that is something truly special and I don't think a lot of people get that in their in their groups um so that was something that was just you guys have taught me so much so I'm just like super super chuffed that I got put with you guys and I was like a very last minute, like thrown in here. So, oh, and then a definite low light would be Kurt leaving as well. Mm. Yeah, we miss that's you, Kurt. Awesome. Um, Kurt. Yeah, so that was definitely a low light. And then what I'm looking forward to next season 
is, as I'm looking forward to a lot, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but um, I think the same as that is the same as Wednesday, being confused because Darby's always confused. <laughs> um, Darby probably will never grow up. He's always going to be firebolting stuff. But I think oh, he's I matured. You just, you just play growth with our player interactions in that episode. Of that is fight. true. Where Nicole basically looks at me across the table. She's like, I want to firebolt. I'm like, don't firebolt. <laughs> Please don't firebolt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I'm also just kind of looking forward to like the new adventures that all of us are going to be um, interacting in and like doing with uh, with each other and with Carla and yeah, I'm super I'm super excited for that. What about you, Carla? Um, yes, uh, no us. I think Defo's uh, cut leaving. Uh, Eva Vid going. Mm, uh, I know. Be we miss you, um, Yeah, I feel like those those are the are the real low lights. Low lights. Yeah. Uh, highlights it has been super super cool like it's just everything you guys said it you know it does feel amazing when you get here and you know you, you think to yourself oh I've got so much work to do I've got so much other things I could be doing um but to to play with you guys is always refreshing always happy no matter like what a shit day we've had even if the even if the venture is not happy it's mm-hmm. happy to leave, um, happy when we leave. And, you know, I got to say some of my highlights is is when we have what is essentially, inverted commas, a filler episode. <laughs> so, because, I mean, you know, sometimes people got to shop or people got to find out stuff. And I'm like, I'm prepping and I'm like, okay, the plan is they're going to find out this and then they're going to probably go here. And even if it takes you long to get there and I think to myself oh I wonder if they're you know I wonder if they're having fun <laughs> I mean all they're doing is climbing this wall <laughs> you know oh that for the episode <laughs> no, no but uh, you know for example and I'm just like and it's always so wonderful to see how even the filler episodes become such fun and such a joy because of your guys' characters. So thank you so much I, for that. I remember Wednesday going, okay, it's going to be a filler episode. Then like, I remember at the beginning when we first started recording and we had a filler episode and you're like, yeah, filler episode. And she's like very relaxed, not super engaging. And now it's like climbing the wall and she's like, I climb over the wall, I fall onto the roof, I try and help my cousin who's still blue and causing fog everywhere and just like, and it's amazing to see how what could technically be us just shopping in a in a store for, what was your thing? Burgundy armor yes, and my, yeah. and yeah, my mismatching yellow cloak <laughs> turned to be such fun little scenes that... That's actually one thing I struggle with watching in Critical Role because they have so many of those little scenes and little moments the whole time. And because they're so fine in the detail, I, as a, as a watcher, Tristan can go in and out of that story like that. But I'm one of those people that, like, I either need to follow the whole story or otherwise I can't do this. It's too much pressure. And I feel like for us we've gotten the exact right amount of this is the detail that we want and this is the action that will get us to the next point. Mm. And it's really, really nice as players because that can be hard sometimes. Someone can be like, 
okay, what is the color of the cloak? How do I feel the texture? In a, in a color wheel of yellow, what is this like? What kind of yellow are we talking about? Can you give me the Pantone? And like, you can have like that pedantic detail and very little action that moves from that. And I feel like we found this wonderful pace together yep. that's actually made it so much fun to play, even in the filler episodes and the combat-heavy ones. No, for sure. And and that's what I appreciate. And, I mean, you guys aren't worried about details. You never ask character names. No, that's <laughs> Unless thing. it's important. You never ask character names unless they're trying to prove a point. Xantelaren yeah. yeah. doesn't you, care unless she's hot. And then I get surprised because <laughs> – I, I plan it. When well, like, we do okay, ask names, Kyle, I'm gonna. I write down his name, and I'm like, yeah. gonna. And then I don't look at the notes because I'm like, okay, and I'm I'm in it, and I'm role playing that NPC, and then you're like, what's his name? I'm like, what? Now you want? Okay. <laughs> it's Kyle. <laughs> oh, it's Kyle. It's Kyle. <laughs> oh gosh, I think what's great about I think we understand each other's characters so well as well. So it's like we kind of know what like the do's and the don'ts and like do we really need to know this this character's name now now we don't it's fine we'll move on maybe the next one i also you don't know that i was gonna say in, in my season three excitement that maybe we're gonna see some old faces but <laughs> you won't know <laughs> <laughs> also this is called nothing apparently guys he's my favorite um <laughs> Also, one thing as a group that I've realized that's actually not really a thing. We really don't take notes. <laughs> like between Wednesday, Nicole and I, I'm not sure more than like four sentences have been written down. Wednesday. Guys, don't underestimate my insane memory. Okay, your memory is amazing. My memory, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. You guys have this amazing cheat sheet called the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But also, my cheat sheets, you guys. Because Look, we always go, guys, what happened you. last week? It's my turn for recap. What do I say? So yeah, there's panic all around the face when I say, and kiss. It's like a spinning yeah. revolver. They're like, who's going to be on recap? <laughs> the funniest thing is our faces. Like, I wish it was this was recorded. You know, when it's and time video. to do recap and like you look at the person who's saying it's face. Guys, it's the funniest thing. We just pull these weird faces. Like we're trying to remember things from the air and you're like trying to pull it out. <laughs> yeah, your face your face helps you squish it real tight. So you can squeeze the memories out. And then of your, your voice kind of goes high pitch. Uh yeah, the last time. <laughs> the last time on Dun Dun Die. Is that right? No? No? Okay, uh, moving on. I swear it was <laughs> I'm very lucky I play characters that also have crap memories so <laughs> or and, just don't and care. And you know it's incorrect when Carla's like, that may or may not have happened. <laughs> I'm trying to make it mysterious so people listen to our previous episodes. Okay? <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. God. Guys, Zantalone doesn't care. He only worries about what happened to him. He doesn't give a shit about anybody else. Also his gold. We, I mean, we've noticed that. He, yeah. So well, all my recaps are about me. All the time. Well, that's why we do recap as characters, not as players. You know, it's it's been a year. We're on Spotify. Some amazing things have happened. We ran the role-playing section at Comic-Con. Something cool is coming very soon. Very cool. We can't say it uh, yet, but it's, it's killing cool us slowly inside. Uh, we've, we've played on other people's podcasts. We played on Penance RPGs, Halloween, uh, hashtag open the dungeon. So yes. it's been really cool, but 
And and we were in a minute-long documentary called Document It, so go check them out. It's a pretty cool cuckoo-cuckoo-coo documentary. <laughs> uh, if you watch it, that makes lots of sense. You know, we really wouldn't have gotten this far in the things we've done. I think we would still be playing, regardless of how many people listen to us, but I don't think we would have... All these cool things would have happened to us if we if we didn't have you and... It's always cool meeting you and talking to you guys and hearing from you um, through the social medias, whether you asked us a question or you just said, hey, I'm having a great time listening. So I want to say from us, a big thank you to Maya for the question. Uh, a congratulations, a huge congratulations to Chiaki and Mao who got engaged. Uh, they're fans and Mao's also the beautiful photographer of, of our show. To the people who always share us every Friday on Twitter with their hashtag uh, Follow Friday. So big thank you to Akisha. If I, guys, if I say your name so wrong, I, I'm the no, worst. No, the point is to butcher them properly. No, no, guys. Butcher these are them nice properly. people. I love these people. You know what They're you really do? Rad. They make Twitter a, a nice place to be, which is a hard thing to do. Just say your say their name with swag. So even if you're Akisha. saying it wrong. They're not going to know. They just think you're putting like a lot of effort into it. Or they'll it. think I'm talking about someone totally different. Oh, yeah, they'll be like, oh, that Akisha, that's weird. <laughs> um, Akisha, you know who you are, girl. Um, also to, to old school CM, a.k.a. Fat Hobbit. Uh, we appreciate you. You met me. Drow Cobalt for the win. Guys, if you want to watch and follow a really funny thread on, on Twitter, look at hashtag Drow Cobalt. It's the Taco Bell run by Drow's. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Can we just look at the Facebook messages to thank everyone who sent us a, a Facebook message? Massage. A Swedish massage from the Prime Minister. <laughs> That's this my message. favorite Monty Python joke. Also, a big thank you to Kelvin Curtis Solomon, to Claire, Aunt, uh, Keegan. Uh, Tommy Lennis Nell Bronkost, uh, and I actually know him, so I don't know and why I'm saying Abbotton. Your Abbotton show. Noah Tipton, Pia Murdoch, uh, just thank you to everyone who shares our podcast, follows our podcast, and it takes part. And to everyone who played at Comic Con Africa, thank you so, so much. We love you. You will get mails. <laughs> It will happen before Christmas time. Uh, I'm <laughs> we hope. Pre pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So as always, thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you to my players who make who make this table a wonderful place to be. And <laughs> until that moment, you're cut. You're cut from... With the double L is now a gelatinous cube. What yeah. sword is she cut with again? The, the double-edged double sword. Double normal sword. sword. <laughs> the, the special sword of normalness. <laughs> So please remember to, if you enjoyed this, to share our podcast with your friends, foes, families, and familiars, and rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps now on Spotify. Guys, what? Yay! Um, keep a lookout for something really awesome coming. A big thank you to, to Veed, whose music fills this podcast. And, you know, a special thank you to Crit, who we miss you dearly. We hope to see you in future games. We're trying to see if there's a way we can get you to join us vicariously for some one-shots. A big thank you to Tristan and to Wednesday who sit through our, our blather. <laughs> Continuously this blather. And, build a, and build a story around the blather. And a big thank you to you for listening. So please have a most amazing week filled with adventure. <laughs>